exalted above all the problems. He is exalted above whatever pandemic that is going on. He is the unlimited God. We cannot see the hand of his power. We cannot see the hand of his grace. We cannot see the hand of his love. He is limitless God. The unlimited Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we clap for Jesus as we have our seats? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Holy Spirit, we thank you because you are here this morning. We thank you because you are in charge, you are in control. We acknowledge your presence in the name of Jesus. I want to welcome all of us to third service and uh, we'll continue our series on victorious. Praise the Lord. How many of you believe that you are victorious? You are convinced and persuaded. Can you give God a victorious shout? Give him a victorious shout. Hallelujah. Now, this morning, I'll be talking to us about obtaining your victory through the love of God. Having victory by God's love. Having victory by God's love. In second service, Pastor Jethro talked about love. Um, so, I would like you to get the tapes for first and second service. Now, this service, I'll be talking about the love of God. Victory by knowing God's love. Not just that you think, but you are sure and you are persuaded that God loves you. Uh, I'm sure some of us who have been in relationships before, that you are neither here or there. You are not sure whether the person loves you or not. You can't be too sure. You think he loves you. You think the person cares about you, but you are not sure. You are in doubt about it. And uh, if you can remember such relationships, you will be under pressure to please the person. Because you don't know what you need to do to please them. So you go the extra mile. You will be forever trying to please them. So your relationship with the person will be based on performance, on how good you are, what you can do, how well you can behave, the things that you can bring to the table. So you are forever on your toes. Those kind of relationships will not make you to be at rest. Because it is based on performance and because you are not sure whether the person loves you or not. And that is the way it is with human relationships everywhere. People are seeking for acceptance. And, uh, you know, some people, even in church, you see that some people do not associate with certain kind of people. Some people do not relate with you, maybe because you are not on the same you know, you, have, you don't have the same background that they have. Have you ever found people like that before? That they, they, they snub you. They just snub you. Just by sizing you up, they will just snub you. Just by looking at you, even before shaking you, before knowing your name, they will have already put you in a category. And that category is that, look, me, I'm above you. You are beneath me. I cannot relate with you. They will try to smile at you, but you know that that smile is not genuine. You, you know? So, they will be forming. Now, that is human love. Human love demands performance. It demands that you be in a certain level of life. In a certain category. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And because of that, people are under pressure. They are under pressure to do things. 
that they shouldn't do. They are under pressure to perform. They are under pressure to belong. Some people call it the peer pressure. Praise the Lord. You know, there is one of our, you know, where I worked many times ago, I mean, a long time. So one of our staffs, she's always telling us that she lives in her papa. So we just feel, ah, where do you stay? I stay in her papa. Where do you stay? I stay in her papa. So there was a time that we had to go and do something, get to know her place. We now find out that where she stays is boundary. Ajegule. <laughs> we said, this is not her papa now. She said, no, it's her papa. There is only one river that separates Ajegule and what? <laughs> and her papa. That all of us, we are what? We are papa. She wants to belong. So she doesn't want to tell her that she's living in Ajegule. Praise the Lord. You know, there's another person that we asked that, where do you stay? She said, I stay in Lekki. Where in Lekki? Where in Lekki? Is it Lekki face one? Is it Lekki face two? He said, in Lekki, in Lekki. <laughs> At the end of the day, you find out that she's staying in Aja. She's not staying in Lekki. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so people have this strong sense of trying to impress people. They want to belong. They want to, you know, it's that you see. You know, both the guys and the ladies, some people will go to extra lengths, they will bleach. You know, they want to do one kind of color. They want to turn from black to what? To white. At the end of the day, they will never be black. They will never be what? <laughs> they will never be white. They will be mixed, mixed up. You know, <laughs> it will be mixed color. When you start seeing people with green, yellow, purple, <laughs> You know, they are trying to do something about their color. They just want to belong. You know, you see, I mean, the ladies know you want to increase your everywhere on your body. <laughs> Let me know. I'm on the pulpit. Let me not be mentioning them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so there was a lady that they interviewed her, and she was cursing the person, the doctor. I think the doctor didn't do it right. The doctor messed up. <laughs> so the thing was out of place. She was like raining abuses on the doctor that the doctor has killed her. He said, it's not the doctor's fault. God gave you something. The Bible says you are wonderfully and marvelously made. You are already made by the perfect God. Anytime you are trying to adjust something in your body, you are telling God that God doesn't know what he did. Praise the Lord. So human beings need acceptance. And why do we, why do people need acceptance? You know? And you will have found out that human beings, the kind of love that we give each other, our relationships, they are not the God kind of love. They are love that needs performance, that something is tied, is conditional love. Now, you now begin to ask yourself that why is it important that people need love? Why is it important? You know, you just realize that people love love. Human beings, they love what? They love love. Even in our films, in our movies, it's obvious that we love love. You know, I want to watch a cartoon, a normal cartoon. Normal cartoon, you know, you see that no matter how the cartoon is, they will put what? They will put love inside. One man and one young boy and one girl will be falling in love with each other. You want to watch an horror movie, that horror, horror movie that people will be screaming, people will be shouting. Inside the horror movie, they will find a way to do what? To put love inside. <laughs> Even if you want to watch a film that is about robots, just robots, robots, they will share at the end of the day. One robot will be falling in love with one human being. Things <laughs> they will share put love there. 
That was a film I watched. They call it King Kong. How many of you have watched King Kong? <laughs> the King Kong. The King Kong just fell in love with the girl. The King Kong entered town and was looking for the girl everywhere. Trying to rescue the girl. King Kong. And women being. So, at the end of the day, they will say, I want to squeeze love inside you. Why? You know, <laughs> why, why is it that love is so important to us? We should go back to how we were made. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, let me just start with the scripture, 1 John 4.16. That's going to be my anchor scripture, 1 John 4.16. 1 John 4.16. It says, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. The Bible says, God is what? Love. God is what? Love. And he that dwelleth in love, dwelleth in God, and God in him. We are going to be coming to this scripture again and again. But what I want to bring out here is that God is love. Love is God. Praise the Lord. So in the beginning, when God decided to make, to make man, God said, let us make man in our own image. After our likeness. What is, what is God's? What is the likeness of God? What is the principal core ingredient about God? It is what? It is love. Because the Bible says God is what? Is love. So it means that mankind is made from love. Hallelujah. We are what? We are made from love. Because we are made in the image of God. So, to be made by God is to be made from love. So, in your DNA, what is in your DNA? It is love. And that is why human beings respond to love. People respond to relationships. People respond to care. People respond to forgiveness. People respond to attention. People respond to approval. Why? Because that is the way they were made. They were made from the all-loving God. They were made to be like God. They were made from love and they were made for love. They were made to relate. That is why the lockdown couldn't work. Even with all the lockdown, people still find time to do what? To connect. They call it, it was physical distance. It was not social distance. People were still touching lives, reaching out to one another. Because essentially, human beings were made from love and they were made to do what? They were made to love. And that is why the habitat that a man needs to succeed, a man needs to make it, is in the habitat of what? Of love. You cannot make it in any habitat, in any environment that is full of hatred, full of strife, full of, of malice. It cannot work there. You can only make it in the world, in an environment of love. And that is why love is so important. But the challenge with human beings is that we've been trying to use another kind of love to replace the love that God used to make us. We have different kinds of love. We have the heroes, we have the filial, we have the storge, different kinds of love. But the principal love that a man needs is the God kind of what? The God kind of love, which is what we call the agape love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let us look at 1 John 3.1. This is agape love. We know the common, for God so loved the world that, you know, he gave his only begotten son. But I want us to look at this. He said, behold, he said, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. God needed to bestow a love on us. 
so that we could reflect the proper destiny that he has in mind for us, which is becoming the sons of God. Praise the Lord. He said, behold, behold the manner of love that God has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. He said, it is not that we love God. It is the fact that God loved us first. And that is agape. And that is what I want to talk to you about today. What is agape love? Agape is an unconditional love. Agape is a relentless love. Agape is an unending love. Agape is an unwavering love. Agape is a love that is forever. Agape is the love that is everlasting. The Bible says, he said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And with unfailing love, I have drawn you unto me. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. God said, I have loved you. With what? With an unending love. With an everlasting love. And with unfailing love, I have drawn you unto me. Praise the Lord. He said, the Lord had appeared of old unto me. Saying, yes, I have loved thee with what? With an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness. Some translation, that loving kindness, put it what? Unfailing love. And that is the kind of love that God has for you. God has an unfailing love for you. God has an unending love for you. And this love that God has for you, it is unconditional love. It is not a love that you deserve. It's not a love that you worked for. It is not a love that you, 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 it is based on your behavior. It is a love that God gave to you. It is a gift of God to you. Because the Bible says, it says while we were yet sinners, Christ did what? Christ died for you. When you were smoking, you were patronizing prostitutes. When you were smoking weed, when you were full of malice, when you were unforgiving, when everything, when you were just there, you don't even know God. When you were helpless, God loved you. So it is not because of what you do that make God loves you. God already loved you, even in spite and despite your performance. That is what we may call it unconditional love. It is a love that is not tied to your performance. It's not tied to anything that you have done or anything that you will do. You see, the way God loves you, you cannot make God love you more. And you cannot make God what? love you less. Hallelujah. Can we appreciate God for that kind of love? Can we appreciate him? You can't make God love you more. He's a... It's an everlasting love. It's an unconditional love. And that is the kind of love you need to win. That is the kind of love you need to succeed. That is the kind of love you need to bring out your best. That is Because that is the love that made you. It is the knowledge of that love that gives you the victory that you need. You need to be aware of that love. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, there are some people in the Bible that Jesus... Jesus showed that love too. Now, the first person I want to quickly talk about is Zacchaeus. How many of us remember the story of Zacchaeus? We call him Zacchaeus the tax collector. Some people call him Zacchaeus the short man. You know, that sycamore tree. Most of us would not have known about sycamore tree. If not for the fact that Zacchaeus climbed what? He climbed the sycamore tree. We wouldn't have known about it. But what happened with Zacchaeus? Let me just give you a background. Zacchaeus is the chief tax collector. In the days of Jesus, tax collectors, they are cheats, they are, they, are, they are corrupt people, they are people that are working with the Roman government to deprive the people of Israelites 
of their money. So, in that town, they ate tax collectors. Tax collectors are sinners. Now, you will now call Zacchaeus chief tax collector. What does that mean? Is the chief of cheats. Is the chief of, of, of sinners. Praise the Lord. And the, a, a, apart from that, he's now a very short man. So in the town, they'll be looking at him and say, this is short man devil. I'm sure that they were not calling me Zacchaeus. What were they calling him? They'll be calling me short man devil, thief. As his person will say, thief. I don't want to call some name. But they'll be giving all kinds of names. I'm sure they were not calling him Zacchaeus. They were calling him all kinds of names. A sinner. You know, you know the way you see police people that you know that they are, you know, they are calling him every kind of name. And suddenly one day, Jesus came into town. Somebody said that Jesus came into town. Now, Jesus came into town. Jesus came into town one day and Jesus was passing. And Zacchaeus heard that Jesus is in town. And Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. I don't know the reason why he wanted to see Jesus. And maybe he has heard about the, the miraculous things that Jesus has done. Maybe he's just curious. He wants to see who is this man, the, 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 the prophet from Nazareth. He just wants to know who he is. And when he climbed, he couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd. And what did he do? He climbed the sycamore tree so that he could see Jesus. And lo and behold, Jesus was passing. And Jesus passed beneath the sycamore tree. At that point, Jesus what? Jesus stood and Jesus looked up. And Jesus saw who? Zacchaeus. I mean, Jesus could have said, who is this short man? Jesus could have said, who is the chief tax collectors? Jesus could have said, who is this ogre of thieves in the town? But what did Jesus do? Jesus called him his name. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down. Today, I will go to your house. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that is the same thing Jesus is still doing today. It doesn't matter what the town is calling you. It doesn't matter what people are saying about you. What is important is that what God is saying about you. People might have labeled you some names, but God knows your name. There is a name that God is calling you. And you see, the Bible said that I have called you by name. Not by the name the world is calling you, but by your original name. Your name that was given to you before the foundations of the world. God told him, he said, come down. Today, I'm going to be in your house. And immediately, people start complaining. People start saying, why will he pick Zacchaeus? Why is it Zacchaeus is speaking? And that is what is happening today. Sometimes you get to heaven. There are some people you will see in heaven and you'll be surprised. You know, let's say there was a story about somebody. He, went to, he got to heaven and he saw his neighbors in heaven. He saw everybody in heaven and he was surprised. He was asking uh, Apostle Peter. He said, why is this person in heaven? This person is a backbite. They are not meant to be in heaven. This one is in heaven. Why is he not? He's not supposed. He was just mentioning everybody that were not in heaven. And he now asked Peter. He said, why is everywhere silent? That nobody is talking. Peter now told him that, look, all of them, they are also surprised that you are in heaven. <laughs> that that's why they did. <laughs> so he now kept quiet. That everybody, that's why they are, they are so shocked. They are so shocked that they themselves could not what? They couldn't say anything because they were also shocked that you yourself. And that's the way life is. Because the way we measure people is not the way God measured people. And Jesus said something in Luke. Luke, let's just look at Luke 19. Praise the Lord. Luke 19, 5. Luke 19, 5. Say, and when Jesus came, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw and said unto Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today I must abide 
in your house. Then Luke 9 to 10. Luke 9 to 10. It's, and Jesus said unto him, This day salvation is coming to your house. For as much as he also is the son of Abraham, the next one, verse 10. He said, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. So basically, Jesus did what? Jesus gave Zacchaeus acceptance before he demanded performance from Zacchaeus. Praise the Lord. Jesus gave who? He gave Zacchaeus acceptance before he demanded what? Performance from him. Somebody is in this place this morning. You might have come for different reasons. You might have come just because maybe you are tired. You might have come just because maybe some friends ask you to come. Or you just want to meet somebody. For whatever reason you have come, I want to tell you that Jesus is here to meet with you. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what you are going through. I want to tell you that Jesus is calling unto you and is ready to accept you the way you are. God is not asking you to change before he accepts you. God is not asking you to clean up before he loves you. God is not asking you that, look, get your act right before I show you love. No. What God is asking, he said, come unto me the way you are. When you come, then I will clean you up. When you come, then I will make you what you are meant to be. When you come, the treasure that is in you, I will help you to bring it out. That is what Jesus is telling you. He said, just come the way you are. Don't mind. Many people, they want to clean up before they come to God. They want to get it right before they... No, 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 no. You are putting the, the cart before the horse. The way it is done is that you come to God, then you get it right. You come to God, then you know your destiny. You come to God, and you overcome the addiction. You come to God, you overcome the sin. You come to God, and your life is made beautiful. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, love is what brings victory. And that is the way God knew that before, before Jesus, the way God wanted to win people, God was trying to, you know, in the olden days, people were just dying or just killing people. <laughs> but at the end of the day, God realized that, look, love is what wins humanity. And he showed that love in Jesus. And that's why he's saying Romans 8. Romans 8, verse 31 to 32. Romans 8, 31 to 32. Praise the Lord. Romans 8, 31 to 32, he said, What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. He said, What shall we say to these things? What shall we say to what is going on around you? What shall we say to the challenges you are facing? What shall we say to the temptation? What shall we say to the sickness? What shall we say to the pandemic? He said, The only thing we can say is this. <laughs> If God is for me, who can be against me? When God is for you, no sickness can win over you. No diseases can win over you. Poverty cannot win over you when God is for you. Sickness cannot win over you when God is for you. Affliction cannot win over you when God is for you. Poverty can win. Praise the Lord. No matter what the environment is saying, they cannot win over you. Why? Because God is for you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of you are convinced that God is for you? You are persuaded that God is for you. Praise the Lord. When God is for you, and God is for you, nothing can be against you. Nothing. Nothing in this world. Nothing. Whether uh, it, I don't care where they come from. 
Nothing can stand against you because God is for you. The next verse, in verse 32, the next verse says, He that spared not his own son, but gave him up us, gave him up for us, how will he not with him freely give us all things? Jesus has been given to you. With Jesus, prosperity was given to you. With Jesus, abundance was given to you. With Jesus, um, blessings has been given to you. With Jesus, whatever you need has also been what? Be given to you. Jesus is a what? Is a package deal. With Jesus, everything you need is already delivered to you. It's about the story of a man and his children. They are trying to go from Mexico. I mean, is he, you know, they are going, they are trying to travel to Spain. So, needed to board a ship. And they got the ticket. And, you know, because they were trying to, like, the money they have is not enough. They bought the ticket and they just stayed in their cabin. They stayed in their cabin throughout almost about uh, three weeks of that journey. And they bought a lot of cabin biscuits. Cabin biscuits and water. Plenty of it. So that they will not need to go and eat in the restaurant in the, in the ship. They won't need to because they don't have the money. And when it was like two days to them getting to Spain. I mean, people were, the, the cabin crew were surprised that these people have not come out. And they knock on their door. That what's happening? You've not been coming out. You've not been coming to take your breakfast, lunch, and what, and dinner. And they asked the man, "What's the problem?" And the man said, "Wow, man, man, man has to be wise. Man, man has to be wise. You need to cut your coat according to your what, according to your size. That we don't have the money. So I mean, thank God it's just two days to get to Spain." And the cabin crew shouted. They screamed. They said that the ticket you bought covered all your feeding expenses. He covered everything from the beginning to the end. If you had that man, what would you do? <laughs> you would try to eat all the food. Of, but you know it's not possible. That's the way many Christians are. You know, when God gave you salvation, he gave you healing. When he gave you salvation, he gave you prosperity. When he gave you salvation, he gave you deliverance. You are not supposed to be looking for deliverance. You've already been given deliverance. When he gave you salvation, he gave you authority over demonic oppression. Praise the Lord. When he gave you salvation, he gave you power over lack, over debt. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You are supposed to walk in victory because you have been given the victory. Praise the Lord. Now, I'll begin to round up. <laughs> the key now that I want to ask us is this. is one thing that God loves you. is another thing that you know that God loves you. The key to victory is the knowledge of the fact that God loves you. Praise the Lord. Can we go to Ephesians? Uh, let's first read that first, first John 4, 16. That first John 4, 16. We'll read it, then we'll read Ephesians 3, 19. Praise the Lord. My time, is, I'm rounding up now. So, praise the Lord. Are we there? He said, and we have known... What have we done? Praise the Lord. Can we read it together now? One, two, three, go. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. That's what I, hold on. That's just, is that a part I want us to look at? He said we have what? We have known and we have believed. I've tried to describe the love that God has for you. But the question I'm asking you this morning, do you know the love that God has for you? Do you know? That is the question. Let's go to Ephesians 3.19. 
Ephesians 3, 19. The verse 20 is very popular, but this verse 19 is the key that unlocks the verse 20. He said, and to know what? To know the love of Christ. This is a prayer that Paul was praying for the Ephesians. He was praying that prayer. He said that they should know what? The love of Christ that passes what? Knowledge. And that you will now be filled with all the fullness of God. Before you can be filled with the fullness of God, you need to know that God loves you. I have three, I have three children. I have kids. I mean, <laughs> you know, if, you see, the way they will maximize the love I have for them is for them to know that daddy what? Daddy loves them. There was a time I was coming from work. I was tired. Almost to hate. And they, I just saw a text message on WhatsApp from my boys that daddy branch KFC and buy us Cripsy chicken. They even describe it. You know, they said, buy us what? Cripsy chicken. I just shook my head. <laughs> but you see, I, they are my children. <laughs> I had to go out of my way. I was looking for everywhere to get Cripsy chicken. Calling their mother. Where can we get Cripsy chicken? I want to hear. Finally, we did what? I got them Cripsy chicken. If me, being evil, can do such for my children. How much more will God do the same for you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How much more? How much more will he do that for you? How much more? How much more? Your strength lies in your knowledge that God loves you. You need to be very strong in that knowledge. You can only enjoy the abundance of what God has for you if you are conscious of the fact that he loves you. Everywhere you go, Every time you wake up in the morning, tell yourself, I am loved by God. Tell yourself, I'm what? I am loved by God. I am the beloved of God. God loves me. God is crazy about me. God is obsessed with me. God has loved me with an everlasting love. God will never leave me. God will never abandon me. Praise the Lord. You cannot give the love that you have not received. You need to receive the love of God so that you will not be able to give it to others. Praise the Lord. You need to do what? Receive the love of God so that you can now be able to do what? Give it to others. Praise the Lord. I pray to, to this morning that your heart will be open to God's love in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that you will walk in the consciousness of that love. The Bible says what will separate us from the love of Christ? What is it? Nothing can separate you from God's love. The Bible says we are more than conquerors through him that what? Through him that loved us. You are more than a conqueror. But you can only exercise your victory when you walk in the consciousness of the love that God has for you. Praise the Lord. Are we being blessed this morning? Can we give God a big shout? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will just close with this. You know, my time is over. <laughs> I need to, let me just say this. You know, while I was studying this, I never knew the meaning of David. Praise the Lord. I never do what? I never knew the meaning of David. It was just, I just stumbled on it. The meaning of David is what? Beloved. What do I call it? Beloved. That means to be what? To be loved. And we are where? We are in David Christian Center. And what is our, what is our mandate here? Our mandate is what? It's victory. So are you surprised why God has a covenant of victory with us? Are you surprised? Why? Because we are the beloved of God. 
Praise the Lord. And we appreciate God for that. We are the beloved. So, so when you say, as David never lost a battle, you say, love never fails. So, instead of David, I put love. As love never loses a battle, so is my walk with God. Praise the Lord. Because I am the beloved of God. I am in David Christian Center. I am the beloved of God. My name is Beloved. I am Shukbo, the Beloved. You are Fumi, the Beloved. You are Isaiah, the Beloved. You are Kingsley, the Beloved. You are Moses, the Beloved. You are Dio, the Beloved. So you are not permitted to lose a battle. Can we give God a big shout? Let us give him a big shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All eyes bow and all eyes close. I want to pray with somebody this morning.